0: Mike's daily podcast hello my name is Mike Matthews I am here today to bring you a program that we call ever so humbly Mike's Daily Podcast. It's FF episode 2685. Hello, it's Mike Matthews. I'm alive. And that would explain why I'm talking to you. Why this guy is saying how's it going to you. If you don't use the phone number that I have. Then I will lose it. That 510-228-464. Mike's Daily Podcast. Zero Call that number, say hi to me at Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Mike's! The last place on Earth. Daily! That way. Podcast! I don't lose the number. Yeah! Because Google will steal the number away from me. Like they did that 336mm daily number they took back from me. But that's okay because I'm not in North Carolina. I am here in the East Bay. Podcastro Valley. Happy Oktoberfest What? Now, technically The Germans like to celebrate the Oktoberfest in September Because they'd like the extra time to celebrate But that's alright It's National German American Day If you're listening to this On the 6th It's also National Coaches Day Because we love getting around In those horse-drawn coaches Wait, what? No? Oh, it's like the people that tell the team members that they need to play better. Those kind of coaches. Like the Craig T. Nelson sitcom that was ever so enjoyable. I was glued to it. It's also National Plus Size Appreciation Day. We applaud you and the extra uh, fabric that you (laughs) like to use. That's all right. That's okay because you're beautiful And it's a Mad Hatter Day We were talking about that last podcast If you want to go into further explanation And here's today's podcast picture But it also is German-American Day today For all those people celebrating Oktoberfest The podcast picture today is from the fine town of Benicia I was there recently and there's some lovely boats there And you can see the picture at mikesdailypodcast.com those are what mini ships I'm not sure they're, they're the kind that Gilligan was on When they went uh, Got stranded on that island Yes So see that picture at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. I pay money for it so It'd be nice if somebody Went on to it at some point Yes The late great Basil the Boxer used to love Going to the fine town Of Benicia we used to go All the time And What? It's National Propane Day On the 7th Okay There's nothing like propane Did you know propane is found In the 1990 Clean Air Act Propane is a great substitute For gas and fuel oil It not only reduces greenhouse gas carbon dioxide, it also reduces air pollutants like carbon monoxide and nitrogen oxide. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled program with Mike Matthews. In 1910, chemist Walter Snelling, that's a name for... Someone that works with gas, right? Snelling Because they're snelling They smell stuff Accidentally discovered propane After watching a gasoline jug cork Pop off Calling it wild gas By 1913 He was awarded patent number One million something something For LP gas His further research During the 20s and 30s Would help pave the way for use of propane In homes Equipment and vehicles As propane use became more widely Acceptable in the 30s A rotten egg odor Was added to the propane That would allow consumers to detect A propane, propane leak Faster Because propane is an odorless chemical Detection of leaks was difficult Up to that point So you couldn't schnell it Schnell schnell Oh yeah that's German for like hurry up Hurry up and finish the story, Mike. Propane is safely used in homes for appliances and machinery, it says there, and that the U.S. produces over 90% of propane, which actually helps us reduce our dependence on the foreign The Fascinating Material Project. project. The FM project. The FM I guess that's pretty FM much project. it for the seventh. I tried to get a little bit ahead of the game, but- Ginormous. October 8th is the real interesting day, cause that's gonna be pierogi day. Mmm, pierogies. Fluffernutter day. A fine article. Cool, 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 cool cream. Fat article. Article. Archibald Query of Somerville, Massachusetts invented a sweet marshmallow-like spread called marshmallow cream. In 1913 during World War II You will travel into the incredible universe Emma and Armory Curtis of Melrose, Massachusetts Invented snowflake marshmallow cream So Archibald invented that marshmallow cream in 1917 And then when they published a recipe for peanut butter and marshmallow cream sandwiches The earliest known example of fluffernutter That was done by Emma and Armory Curtis So there you go Query sold his recipe for marshmallow cream to Durkee Mower Incorporated in 1920, who renamed it Marshmallow Fluff. Over 100 years later, they conti- continued to sell it under that name. The advertising agency for Durkee Mower created it, created the name Fluffer Nutter 1960 in an attempt to effectively market the peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich. Mm, yum. So. You layer the creamy goodness of marshmallow cream and peanut butter between toasted bread. Kombucha. And bacon apparently is good on it too. So that's Fluffernutter Day. That'll be on the 8th. That'll be on Sunday. So something to add to your delicious brunch. <laughs> Uh, as we go outside a cafe anyway Where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Anyway Look who's outside a cafe anyway with me right now Outside look who's greeting us Hi Mike It's Benita the rodeo queen How you doing I brought my horse <laughs> It's a disgruntled player Tell you what What? What do you mean you never had Marshmallow peanut butter it's the best thing ever In fact Elvis used to have Peanut butter and bananas Fried sandwiches Very good for you I don't think it, that's very good for you. Well, sure, it's got peanuts in it. That's good for you because that's like a fruit or something. Or like a legume. I bet you didn't know I knew the word legume. No, I'm very impressed. Legume. Very good. Look, who else is here? Hello, Mike. I make delicious root beer hassle right now. Mmm. Oh, that's good! Bizarre, weird root beer. What's in that? Fluffernutter. I should have known Fluffernutter would be in there. But Happy Oktoberfest, Brewmaster. Yeah, I'm not German. Oh, boy. drink it right now, I'll cut you. Are you sure you're not German? Just a little bit. Just a, I'm Bissin. No. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if Vivek Ramaswamy is German. Who knows? He, at least two protesters upset about the Republican presidential candidate's remarks In opposition to aid for Ukraine Purposely rammed his car in Iowa In retaliation today But police say there's no evidence to support the claim that the crash was intentional The police account of the crash In the central Iowa city of Grinnell Grinnell the Germans there i think sharply diverged from the story told earlier by Vivek by his com- by his campaign which contended that protesters yelled and swore at the candidate before at least one of them jumped into a vehicle rammed his empty campaign car and sped off no one was injured now in july Ramaswamy's rival Ron DeSantis was involved in a multi-car accident Near Chattanooga, Tennessee When you go there Make sure to do some stand-up boarding What do they call that? The stand-up board Is that subbing? Sup Something And uh, then uh, And then it's beautiful And there's a lookout mountain and all that stuff The Rock City and everything Go, go, go there Go, it's great Although I've not seen Rock City or the Lookout Mountain But I someday hope to But that was on route to a campaign event The Florida governor was injured When the traffic on Interstate 75 Slowed quickly During busy morning drive time Causing a chain reaction of state-owned vehicles I almost got into an accident today On Mission Boulevard In Hayward Just everybody stopped all of a sudden Oh, I hate that Why? There was a governor that I heard who was threatened by a person with an automatic, um, yeah, the Wisconsin governor. Let's see, that was, let's see, a man seeking Wisconsin governor's Governor illegally bought gun- brought guns To the state capitol twice in one day That's right, he was arrested He posted bail and he came back With an automatic weapon The man who was shirtless and had a Holstered handgun approached the governor's office On the first floor of the capitol around 2 o'clock Yesterday The 43 year old man said He would not leave until he saw the governor Governor Evers So he could talk about domestic abuse Towards men Okay Evers was not in the building, Capitol Police officer sits at a desk outside of a suite of rooms that includes the governor's office, conference room, and offices for the Attorney General. The man was taken into custody for openly carrying a firearm in the Capitol, which is against the law. Weapons can be brought into the Capitol if they are concealed and the people has a valid permit. The man arrested did not have a concealed carry permit. The man posted cell phone video of his arrest on Facebook Because he's classy like that Which one of his Facebook friends downloaded and provided to the Associated Press In the footage, the man tells police as they speak to him Outside of the governor's office that he is armed to defend himself And people who say police won't From people who say that police won't protect him from I am not a threat His dog was with him and he doesn't have a shirt. He remembered to bring the dog, but not to wear the shirt. Whoa! Oh, whoa. Mike's Matthewsman Park. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated at all times. Magnification. Um, then, so he posted. Bailey returned to the outside of the Capitol shortly before 9 p.m., three hours after the building closed, with a loaded assault-style rifle and a, collop- a collapsible police baton in his backpack. He again demanded to see the governor and again was taken into custody. He said he did not own a vehicle and it is likely he has access to a large amount of weapons and is comfortable using them. Mike's out of left field recordings. Recording. recording. Recording everything captures actions that will never again be repeated. I was gonna make espresso! Woo! The AP normally does not name suspects until they are charged. Ah, so until they are charged, they are not named. And that was from ABC News. Interesting. And one other let's let's dive into this little quick little fun fact. Oh yeah, and Kaiser, the nurses are striking. So it is a year of striking. The UAW is still striking. Writer strike ended, but. And did you hear that some of the writers that. So, Drew Barrymore had writers working, even though there was a writer strike going on, and her writers will not go back, is what I last heard. Las Vegas launched the sphere into space. No, they just launched, they opened the sphere, and you two performed there this past weekend. And it looked pretty cool I saw some of the video online Some of the YouTube video They started off with the song Zoo Station um, For their album Akhtung Baby Or is it called Zoo TV? I forget It was the Zoo TV tour I remember Because I saw it At uh, Dodger Stadium Back in the early 90s But They start with the song And The whole time So it's basically a big IMAX theater, like the biggest IMAX theater. And on the projected onto the screen, it looked like bricks of a wall, huge colossal bricks. And when they started playing the song, the bricks all collapse and fall away. and then you're seeing Bono on video. and it, they're basically performing their stages like a big turntable. And at one time, at one point, I saw in the video, Bono says, oh yeah, this is Brian Eno's turntable Which means nothing to you Unless you know the story of Brian Eno And why he is one of the most amazing producers of all time And he did produce Achtung Baby I think also Joshua Tree And the one before the Unforgettable Fire But he And uh, the, I think all that you can't leave behind But he was very sick as a child And his parents, to keep him happy Keep his spirits up would play records for him, but apparently his, and I love the word apparently, his parents did not quite understand how a record player worked and they played it at the wrong speed. So he would hear his favorite albums being played at a slow volume. And he got to, th- to thinking, he's like, wow, this isn't, it has a whole atmosphere unto itself. Songs, pop songs, can have an atmosphere about them And he performed in the band Roxy Music He was their amazing keyboard player He produced talking head stuff He just has this amazing artistic ear So that was Bono's little way of tipping his hat But is he wearing cowboy hats again? To Brian Eno And if you're young and that If you're young If you're a Gen Zer Or even a millennial You probably hate you too This is what I've discovered in my travels That everyone younger than me hates you too Listen You just gotta understand That If you like listening to Just commercial Churned out mindless crap Music If that's your thing Basically Everything you listen to Dissect it and understand Ask the question is there any art in the song I'm listening to? If the answer is no, then okay. But you should you ask yourself: Do you want some art in your music? And that's all about what I'm not saying. All of you two's music is artistic, but there are songs. Probably eh, once in a while, they they get to that level. Check out some of the stuff Brian, you know, produced for them. Is pretty cool. So they performed, and their their tour started. Their well, their Las Vegas residency started last weekend. This thing is three hundred sixty six feet high. This uh, sphere, the Statue of Liberty, is one hundred fifty one feet high. So the Statue of Liberty could fit inside of it. It can hold up to twenty thousand people the outside known as the echo exosphere is covered with 1.2 million led lights that can be seen from a mile away so they're competing with the pyramid what's it called the pyramid and we'll just call it the pyramid i can't remember the name of that hotel it's popular It'll spring to my mind in moments, I'm sure But yes, that, you know, how it shoots uh, The Luxor It shoots light straight up into the sky, right? You can see it from far, far away That's what the sphere is doing Is trying to do that kind of thing The A huge TV Three times as big as a whole football field That wraps all the way around the entire stage And seats Oh, that's the curved LED inside. It's a 160,000 square foot curved LED. And that's as big as a whole. It's three times as big as a whole TV field. Interesting. It costs $2.3 billion to make, and it's owned by MSG Group, who owns Radio City Music Hall in New York, as well as Madison Square Garden in New York and Beacon Theater. So if you are asking this question, college, driving, or childcare, which is most expensive? Raising a child is expensive, it's getting even pricier. College tuition is always the biggest as the average annual in-state tuition at a four-year public university estimated at $10,940. And more than half the state's childcare costs more than an in-state public college tuition child care costs over 11,000 close to twelve hundred, twelve thousand, dollars or 1,000 a year more than public college tuition teen car ownership now also costs more than in-state tuition at a public university it costs about $11,378 a year so there and there's soaring prices for auto insurance maintenance car repairs vehicle prices and gasoline college Childcare and driving Having a car Some of the biggest expenses Well, of course, buying a house And any kind of crazy health issues That need a lot of money That all from Rob Black I produce his podcast He's on the radio and TV In the Bay Area On the radio AM 1220 KDOW And on the TV on Cron In the mornings And let's see, oh yeah, used cars, speaking of cars, they're getting older and pricier. The average price for used cars increased from 2019 to this year, up 33%, used to be $20,398, up to $27,133. And... Samsung's new ploy to get kids off of iPhones is the Mr. Beast sponsorship. Talked about that yesterday. 87% of teens own an iPhone, leaving very little to uh, get them. There's a big moth that just flew in front of my face and distracted me because we're outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. And we're going to end the show today. If you'd like to call me, here's the number. Call Mike at the Cafe Anyway Hotline. Area code 510-228-4640. Would love to hear from you. You can chime in about anything we covered today.
1: And with more ways
0: to reach me, it is a frame. Mike's TV Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find.